0: Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to remind you that this is the fourth show of the month, which we usually dedicate to night dreams. If you prepared your night dreams, if you did, right after my show and tell will be the right time to call. The number to call is 888 874 4888. And again, if you want to send me an email, making comments or suggestions um, you can write to me to this address Resnick at g- gmail.com d r p e t e r r e z n as nancy i k at gmail.com so but first my little show and tell the other night i had a night dream that was a very similar to one of the stories, or one of the novels, short novels of Franz Kafka. Upon awakening uh, from the dream, I thought it would be, and, and make, doing some work, working on the dream. I thought it would be a good idea uh, doing my show and tell part of the upcoming show to tell you a sweet story that I know about uh kafka's life uh, some of you probably know the name and some don't Franz kafka lived at the, was born at the end of 19th uh, century um, in 1883 in fact um he was german-speaking person um who was born in czech in czechoslovakia at at that time, it wasn't called Czechoslovakia. He was born in Prague, which was the capital of the Kingdom of Bohemia, which was a part of Austro-Hungarian Empire. Uh, in my teens, team, I read this, his fascinating and disturbing novels like Metamorphosis and The Trial. And then I came across this story about his life that I want to share with you today. Now, as I'm telling you, actually, uh, really, this very moment as I was speaking to you, I understood why I actually had that dream. Similar to that story or the novel, The Trial, uh, the dream was telling me something that was happening to me, but it was so similar to what was happening in that in that novel where a person wakes up one morning and suddenly um, they who they won't know pick him up what is his crime they don't tell him but since there is a case he is guilty of something and the whole story is totally surrealistic uh, we the readers and the man who is on trial to the very end of the novel does not we don't know what he is accused of uh and as the night dream came to me um i i I also realized that before i went to sleep i was reading on internet about a professor who said something during one of his lectures that offended the sensitivities of someone, and then suddenly he was fired without much explanation, but he was fired, and it reminded me, now I'm kind of doing analysis (laughs) self-therapy of what happened and why I thought of Kafka. Because this, this, this novel is really a night dream. Things happen to him. And he doesn't know anything except that something he did something wrong. I lived that nightmare in, back in the Soviet Union. But it was 42 years ago. And now uh, they have this incredible technology that can follow us, trace us. Uh, trace our every step. I don't have any original ideas of how to escape that all-seeing eye. But there are people who are much smarter than I am and much more knowledgeable about the laws of this country. So I would very much recommend that if you feel what I feel, and again now it's seeping into my night dreams, if you feel stifled, if you feel that your freedom, freedom to be, freedom to speak what your mind is somehow taken away, you can go on the internet and simply write how to deal with losing freedom these days, and and a lot of literature, a lot of interesting writers talk about it. So anyway. Um, that's about my dream but as i said my dream reminded me of an interesting story i found interesting about kafka's life again he lived only 40 years uh, was never married never had children and once he was walking through a park in berlin and met a girl who was crying because she had lost her favorite doll she and kafka searched for the doll but couldn't find the doll. Kafka told the girl to meet him next day and they would look for the doll again. I remember <laughs> those times there were no, people were not afraid of pedophiles and it was just a different world and nobody was suspicious that a, a grown person would want to talk to a child. And, uh, the next day, when they met and couldn't find the doll but kafka gave the girl a letter and he said the doll wrote the letter and he found this letter please don't cry i took a trip to see the world and i will write to you about my adventures So and so began a story which continues till the end of Kafka's life. During their meetings, these little girls and Kafkas, Kafka read the letters of the doll carefully written with all the adventures that she was going through. Finally, Kafka one time, uh, one year in fact before his birth, brought the doll with him and the girl said, It doesn't look like my doll at all. And Kafka uh, handed her another letter in which it was written. My troubles changed me a lot. Please take me home because it's still me. I've been writing to you all this time. The little girl hugged the new doll and brought the doll with her to her happy home. And um, Kafka died a year later many years later uh, now adult girl found a letter inside of the doll she kept the doll all those years and just before the doll was very old and somehow she looked at the doll and she found a little piece of paper and on the paper it was written everything you love will probably be lost but in the end love will return in another way That's the story I wanted to share with you. I don't know why. uh, But I love the story and I didn't think about it for many years. Anyway, uh, as I said, today is the day for sharing with your night dreams. If you prepared your dreams, please go ahead. This is the right time to call. If I don't get calls, then I will Uh, begin, or continue, actually, I will continue the subject we started last week. No calls with night dreams? Okay. So, last week we started talking about the sixth pillar of well-being, our moral and spiritual reality. And I believe we covered the moral values part. And we define moral values as principles and standards that are created for protecting lives of individuals within the community and the environment, and actually protecting environment, how we relate to animals, trees, nature, period. I gave my recommendations about the implementation of one's values. If you missed this part, if you are interested in this subject, and you missed last week's show, you can go on archives and listen to the second part of the show. I talk about it then. Today, then I will talk to those who follow a spiritual path. Remember, it's moral and spiritual values. And I said last week, that Some people are atheists, they have moral values, but they don't believe in what we call spirituality. So then this part is not for them. Oh, I got a call. That's very nice. Anna from New York. Let's take the call and then we'll continue the subject. Anna from New York, you're on the air. Hello, Anna. Hello? Yes, hello. Hi, Anna. Hi, welcome.
1: This is Ina,
0: and I'm not your sister. No, you, <laughs> you, you are right. You know that my sister' name is Ina, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we, I, I talk, pro- we talk. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes. But you spell it differently, Anna. Ina is I-N-N-A. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anna, Anna, I'm happy. My sister doesn't call, but she usually listens to my shows. But I'm happy you called. <laughs> You have a comment or question,
1: Anna? I just have a very, very short little dream here.
0: Yes, please.
1: And, uh, last time you thought I gave you too many details, so this is very short. And that's the time. that time I wanted to know what the uh, flying meant, and you never know, told me. But this is my dream. All mm-hmm. uh, I stand, I'm stand. i standing next to a cot. It's the kind with six short legs, and I see the canvas on it. And then a vintage-colored uh, cover lays on top of the cot, and no clue is given to what the cover is. And at one end, the cover is radiant. Mix of dark green and a bit of red is sort of uh, on top of all this waviness, va- and I stand there next to the cot, and then a, a voice says, "I'm here next to you."
0: I'm sorry, yeah. it, your your voice kind of dropped. I didn't understand what the voice said.
1: Okay. I am here, next to you. Uh Uh-huh. And then I, when I wake, I think this is my husband first. And I ask, no, it's not my husband. And then I ask, is this a woman since it is a pink color? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I ask, is this my mother? No. that's the only thing i have
0: on it -hmm. it's it's a very interesting dream thank you and let's let's see you know you probably heard me already say it and or you read my article on dreams that most dreams are wisdom dreams but some Mm -hmm. dreams are actually visitation dreams which means people Mm -hmm. who are deceased and i assume now from the way you said it uh, your husband is deceased Yes, and your mother
1: is
0: see yeah, so, yeah, both. Um, yes, but so you, but you
1: but my hu- hus- Husband comes. If I get into some trouble with if some he, somebody threatened me at that time, and then mm-hmm. he can show up. But that's I don't think that this was about that.
0: Yeah,
1: it, so he's a, a jealous husband. He comes. He comes in a dream.
0: I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, no, no. You know, thank you for giving me this information. It's, it can be a wisdom dream, but I am actually compelled to think. Because, you know, the story is, is very... Remember I said, when it's a visitation dream, there is no drama in a dream. A, a person mm-hmm. comes and talks to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not your mother and your, or your husband and you are in front of canvas is that correct canvas where you paint correct no, no. the the, the cut
1: is a thing that we use people never hurt in war and so forth and they used to have a canvas cover that held it together and then people would lay down on that and then oh, cover Oh,
0: so. not not a real the, canvas that's used for painting no, no. No. Uh huh. Okay. It's it's just fabric that was covering the cut. Yeah.
1: So then it goes to scene two, and then it's now covered with the with this
0: uh, yeah. thin but, thin but, cotton or whatever. Mhm. But was, in mm-hmm. this dream, there is no really drama. There is not not much happening except you see this cut with with this cover, and then this entity comes to you. Correct. Yeah, the cot is speaking. <laughs> the cot is speaking? Oh, that I missed. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> and the cot is said, said that thing. Would you repeat yeah. what, what the cot said?
1: It says, I am here next to you.
0: Right, next to you. And then you became aware of this uh, female who was next to you?
1: No, when I walk, you, you you have taught me to talk to my uh, dreams. So now I do that when I'm awake.
0: Yeah, because my yeah, and I have a feeling again because there is there was this communication that it was not a, a what we call wisdom dream, but it was indeed visitation. But not by your husband or your mother. But no. if if you believe in this thing, and I, you know, again, there there are many people who who communicate with what is called their their spiritual guides. Yes. And possibly this is one of your guides that was trying to talk to you, because again, there is not nothing really happening in the dream, but simply. This entity, this cot is talking to you. You understand? So, yes. so I would say it's good if you engage it. Meaning, like you woke up, but you can go back. You close your eyes. Remember how I write about it in an article. You close your eyes. Imagine num- number five, five becoming four, four becoming three, two, one, zero, zero turning... Into an oval, big, and begin, becomes a big mirror, and you imagine stepping through the mirror and going right back into that dream, and into the uh, into the moment where this entity, with this voice, is talking to you, and you can ask whatever questions you have and wait for an answer. Don't put kind of, don't make anything up. Don't put your words into its mouth, so to speak but engage the con- uh, this entity and you may get a lot of information from it 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 actually mm-hmm. is described as channel- channeling or connecting with your higher self connecting with your spirit guides that's that's mm-hmm. my feeling what it is okay so uh- I- if if i'm right and i may be not right but if my feeling my intuition is that's what it is and if i'm right you You have a wonderful opportunity. Not so many people can connect with their spirit guides, but for whatever reason you earned it, or uh, your spirit guide was able to reach you in through night dream very often, even through night dreams, spirit guides cannot can hint us on their presence but cannot actually engage us but it seems that this one. In this dream, this spirit guide engaged you. Because, because again, there is nothing there to work on. It's not, there is no drama in a dream. That's why I'm saying it, it is kind of some kind of an entity. But I don't know. That's my guess that it's a spirit guide. But I'm not certain. You are the one who can discover who it is. And it seems that it's a, a positive entity who wants to be with you, who wants to communicate. But you woke up. So you can go back, as I described, through these steps, um, going through the mirror, and engage it, and see what it tells you, and and so you wouldn't get kind of overwhelmed. Sometimes when people have the experience, they forget kind of what they wanted to accomplish. So before you do this exercise, um, write down a list of questions that you may have, because remember. If, if this is indeed your spirit guide, the spirit guide knows when you are writing, already knows what you are writing. So that when you do the exercise, the spirit guide guide will be ready to communicate with you. That would be very interesting. Uh, you probably have questions about life, correct?
1: Yes,
0: so I'm, working, I'm
1: working on them.
0: Yes. Go ahead. Do this, do this when you, no, know, after the show when you can make time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will not take much time. It will take five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, let call us again and let us know in the okay. following close um, what happened if you got engaged with them and or with them or him or her. I think it's her, right? Female so and it will be interesting to know what you have learned if you don't mind sharing okay Anna?
1: yeah i will share can you can you please go back to the 5430 before the mirror
0: yes yes so you you close your eyes and say i'm doing this exercise with the intention Mm
1: -hmm. to
0: to connect with the visitor because we don't know who the visitor is and then you imagine number five and five turning into four four becoming three three becoming two two becoming one one becoming a zero then zero elongates and becomes an oval but a big oval Mm -hmm. a, a person a human size the size of your body and it becomes a mirror And you imagine stepping through the mirror and right into the moment of your dream. And that's it Mm -hmm. in the moment when this, when you hear this voice, and then you Mm -hmm. say, thank you for talking to me, but I would, if you don't mind, I would like to, to ask you a few questions and then you go with Mm -hmm. your question. When you ask a question, Mm -hmm. you pause and don't be surprised. The, the, The answers may begin to come in different ways. You may hear or see it respond, uh, or you may sense it inside of your body. Uh, thoughts may pop up in your mind, which means it would will be, will be a telepathic communication. I cannot predict mm-hmm. the way the, mm-hmm. the entity will communicate, but it's definitely mm-hmm. worth the try. If I were <laughs> you, I definitely would do that. <laughs>
1: Okay. This is very interesting. Yeah. You, you
0: usually ask what, how did you see even you Yes, this, I didn't ask this it, because this is, does not seem to be the dream that we need to work on. It's more visitation. But we are yeah, not sure who visited because, you. So you, you go back and you see and connect mm-hmm. with who visited you. It seems to be a positive entity. And my guess it is your spirit guide, but I don't know. So, this she saw Okay? Yeah, I got it, and I will be back.
1: Thank you for your help.
0: You are very welcome, Anna. Have a wonderful day. Uh, Bye-bye. It Thanks for calling. Be- okay, ladies and gentlemen, now we go back to talking. Again, by the way, if anybody wants to call with another dream, you're absolutely welcome, or we'll continue talking about spiritual path. Whether it is an organized religion or simply understanding and accepting that there is an underlying order behind all there is. And this order was created and is supported by higher intelligence whether it has been through uh, shamanic experience of Native Americans, or Sufi exercises of Islam, or Kabbalistic practices of the Hebrews. For ages, the practitioners of various spiritual paths tried to understand and connect with the source of all being that we sometimes call God, or some different names my teacher of blessed memory Colette, followed the path of what is called kabbalah of merkava or in english kabbalah of the chariot the kabbalistic practice inspired by the journey of the prophet ezekiel if you know in the book ezekiel one there is this uh, entity ezekiel is ascending to heaven and he sees this machine kind of almost uh, an entity slash machine that has four faces it, they're all they're rotating and it's a face of a man face of an eagle face of an ox and face of a lion so and uh, Kabbalists developed all a lot of interesting ideas and practices based on this experience this practice uses utilizes the vehicle of imagination because when prophet ezekiel has this experience the experience comes as a set of images imagination is there to explore to experience and to connect with the divine that's the practice of Kabbalah of Merkava, and I studied with Colette, as you know, for 13 years, so I follow her tradition. And I would like to take you through a series of exercises. None of these exercises uh, were created by me. They were inspired uh, by my teacher Colette, also, my first teach, Kabbalah teacher, Zev Ben Shimon Chalevi, who uh, is no longer alive, he was a Kabbalist from UK, also reading the books of Kabbalist Rabbi David Cooper, and also reading the work of the theoretical physicist, our contemporary, Fred Allen Wolf. Uh, as I already said, the purpose of these exercises is to connect with that which is beyond our physical reality. That which we believe informs, that is, takes physical form in the physical world, but comes from a non-physical world. So, before we begin, if you need to go to the bathroom, have some, you need some water, please uh, do it right now because the exercise may take some time. It's not a short exercise that takes uh, 30 seconds or 60 seconds, it may take 10 minutes. Okay, so now. We'll go, we'll do our first exercise, and then the intention of the exercise is to know yourself as a part of the infinite mind. After this exercise, before we do it, I want to tell you something. After this exercise, you are absolutely welcome to call and share with your experience. Yeah, I will also, talk a little bit about the exercise and what we can learn intellectually from this exercise. But most important is not the intellectual understanding, but your subjective experience of what it is to be part of that infinite mind. So the exercise is called Into the Gap. Sit comfortably. And place your hand on your lap, one hand. Look at your form. Your eyes are open. And look at the texture of the skin. Little hairs, if you have them. If you notice the little spots, colorings. if you look carefully you may see the pores on your skin and now close your eyes and gently breathe out one time slow slow exhalation and think or imagine examining your hand with a high-powered microscope. Microscope. First, you use it on the lower level of its capacity. But as you look through the microscope, which increases just what you see a few times, you no longer see smooth skin. The microscope focuses on the collection of individual cells of your skin, right? All these cells loosely bound by connective tissue. Keep watching. Now make, make it a little stronger. Think or imagine a little knob on the side and you increase the power of this microscope, and you see each cell is a watery bag of proteins that appear as long chains of smaller molecules, which are held together by the invisible bonds. Now, using greater power of the microscope, move closer. Turn the knob a little bit, and you see separate atoms within one molecule. Because now microscopes can only focus on a molecule, and you see atoms—hydrogen, whatever way it looks, carbon, oxygen—which have no solidity at all they are vibrating go to shadows revealed through the microscope as patches of light and dark now you have arrived at the boundary between matter and energy for subatomic particles making up each atom These whirling electrons dancing around a nuclear core of protons and neutrons. They are spots and dots of the matter. They are more like traces of light left by a 4th of July fireworks. Sparkling waves in the dark. Now, using even greater power of your microscope, move closer. You start sinking even deeper into quantum space. All light disappears. Replaced by emptiness. Far away, on the horizon of your vision, you see a last flash like the faintest star visible in the night sky. Call that flash in your mind, for so it is the last remnant of matter or energy detectable by any scientific instrument, by your microscope. The blackness closes in. You are in the space where not just matter and energy are gone but space and time as well. Here and there, with your peripheral vision, you see little flashes far away from one another. These are flashes of what they call quarks or quantums which are not even particles but fluctuations of energy which are intelligent, know that all that space is permeated with intelligence, know that you are in the mind of God. Now, gently begin to reverse the intensity of the microscope. See the space closing in. You see the atoms swirling around. Go farther. The atoms are gathering into molecules, floating one next to the other. Go further. And you see each cell as water a bag of proteins that appear as long chains of smaller molecules held together by the invisible bonds. And finally, you move away the microscope and you open your eyes. And look at your hand by your naked eyes. You see your form. When ready, you can finish this exercise, take a deep breath, and come to total awareness. I will continue speaking, but if you want, you're welcome to call and share with your experience. Ladies and gentlemen, those who chose to do this exercise, you just experienced What our universe really looks like. It is an infinite space, empty space with fluctuations of energy here and there. In fact, physicists say that the space between each quantum is like the space, proportionately, of course, like the space between Earth, the Earth and the Moon. An infinite empty space with fluctuations of energy here and there. And this space and the energy within it is self aware. If you are interested in going further and studying about it, there is a wonderful Indian uh, theoretical physicist, Amid Gasma Gaswami Gaswamy, who wrote a wonderful book called self-aware universe. If you want more of an intellectual understanding of what you just experienced, you can read also the works of quantum physicist David Bohm, a book called uh, Wholeness and the Implicate Order, and also the work of theoretical physicist Fred Allen Wolf. He wrote many books, but I would start by the book book called Spiritual Universe. And I will share with you now the insight that resonated with me, the insight I received from my teachers about the nature of physical and spiritual realities and how this whole thing of heaven and hell works. Okay? Remember that physicists teach us that the quantums, they're also called quarks. They also have another name. The name is probability. So, the quantums become particles only when we look at them. But when we do not look at them, they're actually waves. Think about it. Like, whatever you look around at, yeah, just look at the wall. Look at your own hand. Look at the computer or cell phone that um, you're holding in your hand. It consists of atoms. It looks to you solid. But in reality, there are atoms moving with tremendous speed. And within each atom, there is 10 to 100 million quantums. That's what physicists are saying. I cannot, it's unimaginable. Or at least, you know, it's imaginable because I ask it to imagine and I try to imagine myself. But my image definitely uh, is very limited when, when I think about an atom and what's inside of the atom. But what I wanted to alert you to is that physicists are saying that all these quantum are waves and our thoughts are also wave-like the whole universe is this infinite willful self-aware quantum soup which in English language we so inadequately call God but of course the universe is only creation of what we call God God create. God is beyond the universe. God created this universe. And God exists also within this created universe. So God permeates. All these fluctuations of energy are intelligence. It's the intelligence of God. In the original text, the Hebrew, what was reduced to a single name, God, by translators by greeks the greeks actually has 13 names a different name is articulated when speaking of a different aspect of that creative source for example one of the names of god is teva meaning nature you see Uh, uh, another one is elohim another one is Shaddai, it's all principles, principles through which that which we call God or that Kahaya intelligence is manifesting itself. Now, back to our subject. All the physical matter, heaven and hell, are constructions of this all encompassing mind we call God. Now, a person for whom the whole thing is still not that clear, may I ask, so is hell real? Does it have a physical location? And since when we die, our body is no more, only consciousness is released without the body, how can someone be tortured and suffer in hell or enjoy the heaven? And it's a very good question, ladies and gentlemen. You know, people are afraid to go to hell, so they, they, uh, and and of course Christian mystics describe it, you know, as boiling uh, water and and fire and, and people being eaten by uh, demons and, and torn in pieces and so on. But how can it be with how can we suffer if there is nobody? body? It's very simple. Think about having a nightmare. In an objective time of the physical world, your dream lasted less than two minutes. But you went through days, months, possibly years of captivity, suffering, pain. It was only when you woke up you realized that it was a dream. While dreaming you had a full sensory experience Or whatever was going on. I I remember having a nightmare, waking up, my heart pounding, I was all sweaty. It happened, uh, in fact, it happened like when I told you this couple of days ago, when I had this nightmarish dream. So, which means while we are in that dream, we have no idea that it's not real. And the more terrifying, terrifying the experience is, the more when we wake up, our body is reacting. We feel after effects of that dream, right? Now imagine this kind of a nightmare never ending. Yes, it's all virtual reality. It's all not in the physical world. But you have, in that imaginal world, uh, in, in the world of your consciousness, you were suffering. Yes, it was all happening in your mind. But yes, it's still real. The same thing with the heaven. The joy of meeting your loved ones, the pleasure of learning, learning the mysteries of the universe, the intensity of closeness, to the source of all being. It is all in your mind and it's also all real. Because your mind is the part of the mind and everything else, the physical universe, the mental and emotional experiences, are different forms of its expression, of that big mind, this whole mind. So, in a way, the mind is standing since we are creatures created by that infinite mind, we are, that infinite mind is growing as we are growing. That infinite consciousness is being enriched by, enrichment, by the enrichment of our consciousness. So each of us has the capacity to enrich God. Maybe it's blasphemy, but I don't think so. I think that we continue God's growing. We're an extension of God. We're a creation of God. And our creation allows God to know God's self. Now, um, are there any questions, any comments? We still have at least 10 minutes. I could do another exercise we have a lot of exercises this was just the beginning just for you to sense of what we are dealing with so because some people think oh you know this uh, i will uh, see these people yes you will see these people who who are waiting for you but it's all in in the mind it's all uh, how to say There is no location where you are going. The location is right here. It's just a different level of reality. And when in in the world of spirit, all you have is that blackness that you just experienced. But you are part of that blackness and you are a part of the blackness. And at the same time, your individual consciousness so, you carry the images of, of memories, all memories that you, of all your lives that you ever experienced, of all people that you lost uh, in this physical realm. So, once you think about them, and once they think about you, they arise in your consciousness, and you see them. You don't see them if you don't think about them. Or they think about you, and they appear before you. You understand? Otherwise, there is darkness. But it is our presence and our thoughts that illuminate whatever we encounter. So, this there is an old saying uh, or question: If, if the if a tree in the forest fell and I was not there. Did it really fall? And it, it, this question doesn't have an answer. So for quantum physics perspective, I would say no, because you were not aware of it. And it's all quantum soup. Another story, maybe I will entertain you a little bit. Uh, because the next exercise will be quite a quite a long exercise. And it's serious explanation so let me let me tell you a little story <clears throat> uh, i don't remember the author uh but i read a very interesting book a really really interesting book uh, written by a man who is white uh, who is half uh caucasian and half cherokee indian i believe it's cherokee indian and he sta- well, he grew up I believe with his grandparents, who taught him uh, shamanism, uh, because there there were sh- shamans, there were healers in the in a tribe, uh, and he wrote a book. So the, you can buy the book I probably if I uh, go on Amazon and write the title of the book. I probably will know the name. The name of the book I remember: Urban shaman urban shaman let's see if i can quickly give you his name because it's quite an interesting uh book uh i it's the first time i permit myself oh look at this i found it this is amazing this is modern technology I, it's the first time I permitted myself to do something while, except of course drinking my ginger tea. But first time I permitted myself to go while having the show and, and search something on the internet. And immediately came up: look, Urban Shaman by Serge Kihil King. Serge K-A-H-I-L-I, Kihili King. Urban Shaman. If you, I would very much recommend to read this book. If you are interested in this spiritual slash um, uh, healing traditions, definitely will enjoy this reading this book because he talks about shamanic healings and how to connect with nature. In fact, I remember my, my nephew Oleg uh, and you you heard him speak on this show. He's a physician who lives now in State in the state of Maine. He's very, very determined young man. Young man. He's 50 years old now, uh, 52. So, but he, he is a person of commitment and, and will. And I remember when he came to, to America, he lived with me first, you know, whatever. I don't remember how long, a year maybe. And I gave him this book and he read the book. And at that time, and in the book, he actually, there is a description of how to connect with the plant, and if the plant is not doing well, how to give it energy. And I remember I had a, a tall, like, I don't know the name of this plant, but it was like a tall tree, I would say um, five, almost six feet tall. But for whatever reason, maybe I watered it too much or whatever it was, it bent, was like dying. And Oleg, using the techniques that this uh, Serge is describing in his book, entered the tree, gave it energy, and literally within an hour, the tree was erect, standing and healthy. That's my memory. But what I wanted to tell you about um, a, a little story from this book is where he tells a story when he was a, a teenager. He went to a forest and he grew. Oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I just realized. No, he. I think that he was not Cherokee. His uh, one of his parents was not Cherokee, but was from Hawaii. Yeah, I think it's from Hawaii. And uh, so he went into a forest, and suddenly he said, uh, he felt something was chasing him. He felt what was like an evil spirit. And he was running and running and running, and he heard footsteps right behind him. And at some point, he suddenly had this thought, there are no evil spirits in this forest, it's a forest of my ancestors. And he stopped and turned around. And suddenly he saw there was a little tree. Just where he ran, just he passed by, and nothing was on his way. He ran through, but suddenly behind him, there was a little tree. And he came back to his grandfather, and his, this described his experience and said, you know, I was running from this evil spirit, but then I stopped and I thought, you know, there are no evil spirits, looked and just there was a tree, I probably didn't notice it. And his grandfather said, no, it was an evil spirit. You heard it, don't trust yourself, but when you refused to accept the evil, it became a tree.'" And um, this came to me, a story came to my mind is because, because as I said, if you only you see something, your consciousness, it will be manifested as your experience. So when God willing, we, live, we all live long lives, but when you go to the other side, and if your consciousness is full of fears, horrific images, Uh, demons, something bad will happen. That will appear in your consciousness. It may interfere with you connecting with those who love you. Because the images that you are creating are so powerful. So you must, if you you are at advanced age, Mm -hmm. you need to read literature and connect with this body of knowledge that teaches you that you are manifesting your reality in this world and as you move to another world. So you want to go with with the open mind, open to to goodness that is awaiting for you. Anyway, next, I believe next week, yes, I received an email from the studio, from PRN, and they said that uh, the studio will be closed. And they asked us, you know, if we want, I assume all, all uh, hosts of the shows, if we want to air some some show that, that we already did. So I probably will, on the 4th of July, uh, I will probably air some interview that I had in the past or some, I, I didn't decide, I will try to pick something that's, uh, a lot of people were interested in, uh, but the two weeks from now, we'll continue our journey through this spiritual realm, and the next exercise will be going into Heavenly Academy. That's quite an interesting exercise, but please, if you have an opportunity, if you have interest, write to me, nobody called with the, uh, with the experiences, but write to me, write an email, and let me know and if you have any questions regarding your experience uh, going into the gap, or if you have any comments or wishes for future explorations, because I have a lot of exercises to take. And for now, thank you for being with me today. And I'm looking forward to you tuning in next week, because I will choose some, I believe, interesting program for you. Uh, And I hope also to have your attention two weeks from now, we'll continue this journey. Once again, thank you. Be well, be happy. Peace to all who want to live in peace.